Blog Talk Radio. Everybody. Welcome to episode 72, Grant Wood Regional Artist. This is your host, Sarah Utoff, the host behind Trundlebed Tales, where we bring children's literature and social history to life. And today we are going to be talking about Grant Wood, the regional artist behind American Gothic and a bunch of other famous works. But before we get to that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Now, first off, if you are streaming, we have the chat room already open, so you can be sure to ask questions or anything like that in there. If you want to call in and ask a question, or if you're going to be listening live sometime and not going to be near a computer, you can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Five, three, or toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's 1-877-633-9389. And you can also download episodes for free later from iTunes. So we hope that you will be checking out more episodes of Trendlebed Tales. Our next episode is going to be this Sunday, for our annual Laura Ingalls Wilder on Air birthday party. That's going to be at 2 p.m. Central Time. And I hope that any of Laura fans out there will be willing to call in to tell us your favorite Laura-related story, what you love about her, how you got started studying Laura, or anything else like that. It's a fun event, and I hope that we'll be hearing from you. This week, we've also had a blog post go live on littlehouseontheprairie.com about how to host a grown-up Laura Ingalls Wilder party, and my Vimeo video went live that is about how to light a kerosene lamp. So I hope that we'll be catching you all over Trundle Bed Tales. And with that, I think that is about all of our housekeeping. So let's get back to our guest today, Kate, who is from the Cedar Rapids Museum of Art, one of the institutions that hold a lot of Grant Wood's work in this area. Welcome, Kate. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Um, So first off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, I am the Associate Curator at the Cedar Rapids Museum of Art. Um, I'm fairly new. I've been in the position just over a year, um, and I came straight out of graduate school. I'm a doctoral candidate at the University of Iowa, Um, and so it's been really fun for me. We're putting together this exhibition. I don't know if you mentioned. um, We're doing a Grant Wood and Marvin Cohn exhibition that opens officially tomorrow um, and runs through May 15th, but we're looking at their Barnes, Farms, and Visions of America's Heartland, so it's kind of right in Grant Wood's sweet spot. 
it does sound like it. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, who was Grant Wood, if people don't know? Um, Grant Wood was an artist. He was born in 1891. Um, so this is a, 2016 is actually the 125th anniversary of Grant Wood's birth. Um, born in 1891, died unfortunately a little too young, too young in 1942. Um, but he was a really amazing artist who is credited with creating this movement that we call regionalism, um, where he was really celebrating Middle America, Middle American values, and the Middle American landscape and people. Um, at a time when many other artists were looking towards Europe or at least the East Coast for their inspiration. Um, But Grant Wood thought that Iowa was absolutely on par with those European landscapes um, and that it deserved to be celebrated by art in a way very similar to how artists for centuries had been venerating the European landscape. It really seems like there was sort of a couple decades there where there was a real celebration of the Midwest in art and in literature, and sadly that seems to have kind of disappeared. (laughs) Yeah, and Grant Wood, um, he's probably best known for the work that he did during the 1930s, of course, during the Great Depression, uh, when people were, you know, very focused inwardly on America and what could be improved, what needed and could be improved in America. Um, and during those times, I mean, Grant Wood was really um, waving his flag for the American Middle West and the people that populated it and the lands that they were working. I mean, he was very, um, unfortunately, that level of interest that he had, you know, was turned and tweaked by subsequent critics in the later decades when the, when the focus did become more European-based and then New York-based. Um, but, yeah, Grant Wood was very, you know, pro-Midwest, and he really encouraged other artists, both local and national, to, you know, look to their own hometowns and their own home states for their inspiration. So if you were going to look at a picture and it was a Grant Wood, what would be some of the hallmarks that you'd be able to tell? What are the sort of typical things in a Grant Wood painting? Uh, well, that's a really excellent question. His style evolves um, over his career. He actually starts out in a very impressionistic style with a lot of dynamic brushwork um, and attention to light details. But certainly what he's best known for, um, kind of his mature style, um, is a very hard-edged, stylized, almost illustrative-looking style. Um, we talk about his gumdrop or lollipop trees that he does that are you know, just a little bit illustrative, and they're definitely, you know, very geometrized and stylized. Um, So that, for me, is what always jumps out about a Grant Wood painting is this hard-edged stylization um, that's very typical of him and that you can really pick out anywhere. I mean, it's, to me, very easy to pick out a Grant Wood painting. And uh, there were other artists who who followed uh, sort of related sky, style. Uh, you said Marvin Cohn, I believe he's one is part of your exhibit, and there were a couple others, right? Yeah, Marvin Cohn um, is another local artist. He actually taught at Coe College in Cedar Rapids for forty years. Um, and like Grant was very inspired by the local landscape and people. And Marvin Cohn had a much longer career than Grant Wood did. Grant Wood died of pancreatic cancer um, in 1942, and Marvin Cohn lived for another 23 years. Um, so he had a much longer career, and the arc of his artistic style changed a little bit. But when he, he and Grant were actually close friends. Um, and, yeah, when they painted together, they did a lot of landscapes of the round surrounding Cedar Rapids. 
As far as regionalism, the movement goes, the two other artists who are best known for it are Thomas Hart Benton and John Stuart Curry. Um, and they all identified as regionalists, and Grant Wood encouraged them to take positions in the Midwest so that they could um, be around the landscape that inspired them. So Grant Wood was kind of the father of this regionalist movement, um, and Thomas Hart Benton and John Stuart Curry um, are definitely definitely the two other big names that people know. Okay, now this is a question I am asking for uh, our Laura Ingalls Wilder fans who are listening because Laura was connected to an artist named Harvey Dunn, and he's primarily known for his uh, book illustrations, but he did a huge collection of prairie paintings as well. Are you familiar with his work? Just vaguely. Um, I've certainly seen his probably best-known work, The Prairie is My Garden, before. Mm Mm-hmm which is, you know, it's a mother and son out collecting flowers, and it's a wonderful invocation of Laura Ingalls Wilder's time. So would you say that was part of the regionalist school too, or would it, or do you know enough to make an opinion? Um, I would just say he's a little, he was born in 1884, died in 1952, so just he's a little bit earlier than uh, regionalists tend to be, but, I mean, from what I've seen of his work, it, I think a lot of it could fit into this regionalist depiction. I mean, because he is primatizing, you know, the landscape and the people of, he's from what, Manchester, South Dakota. So he's definitely Correct. primatizing um, the people in the area that he's from, which is definitely a regionalist bent. Okay. Well, moving on uh, to get back, sort of back to Grant Wood as part of our focus. So, he was really a very versatile artist. What were oh, some of absolutely. the things he did besides painting? He was a real Renaissance man. Um, he started out um, doing jewelry design and metalwork. Um, before he got into painting, he went to Chicago and um, studied at the Art Institute there and went to Minneapolis and studied with Ernest Batchelder, um, who was a major proponent of the arts and crafts movement. Um, and so he designs this really beautiful arts and crafts-looking jewelry. Uh, he was a silver worker for a while in Chicago. He had a store with a Norwegian immigrant named Christopher Haga. Um, and they created these really beautiful silver pieces. Unfortunately, it was around the time that World War I was starting, and people weren't really buying fancy jewelry and silver work. Um, so that folded. But when he came back to Cedar Rapids, I mean, he he built his own house. He built a house for himself and his mother and his sister Nan um, and would later go on to do a lot of decorative work for people in Cedar Rapids. You know, he would paint advertisements for people. He would, you know, design their homes, design fireplace screens. Uh, he really was kind of a Renaissance man in a, in a sense that didn't really exist in the 20th century. You know, later on, people just become painters or sculptors or one thing. Um, but he was really interested in all aspects of art. And you can see a lot of the decorative elements in his paintings. So Grant Wood is pretty firmly associated with Iowa. And where did that start? Um, his association with Iowa? Yep. He very much uh, created that persona for himself. I mean, he was born on a farm outside of Anamosa, moved to Cedar Rapids after his father's death when he was 10, 
Um, and he did four trips to Europe in the 1920s. So he definitely, you know, and that's a very typical artistic pilgrimage for people to take. Um, so he, you know, did his artistic training in Europe and he came back and really made a conscious decision that Iowa was where he was going to find his best artistic inspiration um, and very much self-identified with that. He, the term branding was certainly not around when Grant Wood was, um, but he really did decide on his own brand. I mean, that vision we have of Grant Wood in his overalls with his paintbrush, I mean, he decided on that himself and kind of planned that that was how people were going to see him. Um, so he's very self-identified with Iowa. He really made that decision for himself, and he wanted to be associated with the state like that, uh, which I think is really cool. You know, it's a it's a really even it was a very bold thing for an artist of his time period to do to self-associate with, you know, this random state in the middle of America that nobody really associates with great art movements. Um, but that was definitely his genius. Okay, so he had been born in Iowa and um, had not had a very prosperous childhood. He goes to art school, tries to do the silver business, Mm -hmm. ends up going to art school in Europe. And then what happens? Why does he come back? Uh, Well, he never really goes to art school in Europe. He starts out in 1920 when he and Marvin Cohn um, go over for a summer. Grant Wood was supporting himself by working as a teacher in the Cedar Rapids Community School District at this time. So he took a summer off, and he and Marvin Cohn went off to Europe. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, And they're just painting in Europe, you know, just like the Impressionists do. They're doing own plein air painting. Um, And the Cedar Rapids Museum of Art has a really beautiful collection of the works that he did. Um, So he went in 1920. He went again in 1923 through 1924. He went in 1926. um, And then he went in 1928 when he was working on the stained glass window for the Veterans Memorial Building. So all of these trips to Europe really influenced his style, but also cemented for him that he was going to find his artistic inspiration at home. And the first place that uh, people kind of got a national um, sense of Grant Wood was uh, when he won a prize. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, The Grant Wood painting that everybody knows is American Gothic um, with the farmer and his spinster daughter standing in front of their really beautiful, you know, very plain Shaker house with the Gothic window. Um, That house still exists in Eldon, Iowa, and you can go see it. Um, But you're right, that is the painting that put Grant Wood on the map. He submitted it to a competition held at the Art Institute of Chicago, and it was awarded a medal. And the museum, one of the people associated with the museum decided that that was a landmark piece, and the artists to Chicago really needed to have it. Uh, So they purchased it for $300, um, and it has been in the Art Institute ever since. And that was, it was an amazingly successful piece for him. You know, he went from painting portraits of local Cedar Rapidians, you know, to make ends meet before that, um, to having that painting be on the cover of Time magazine. American Gothic really put him on the map, and he became the face of this new regionalist art movement. And it's, I've, I've heard that it's one of the most parodied paintings in the world. Right I up there believe with the it Mona is. Lisa. I think it goes back right up there with the Mona Lisa, yeah. But American Gothic, absolutely, it lends itself to parody very well. So he was supporting himself as a uh, high school teacher at this time. Where did he, where did he work? 
Uh, he taught at Jackson and McKinley Junior Highs. Um, and by all accounts, he was a wonderful teacher. The students loved him. He was very inventive and playful. Um, and he really liked group art projects. He really um, enjoyed having the students work together to create a piece that they could all be proud of. Um, but, yeah, he was he was very happy there. He worked with um, Miss Frances Prescott, who was the principal at Jackson, and she later called him the best teacher that she ever had. Um, so he was a very creative and innovative educator, and um, people from the schools liked him a lot. Uh, he actually created a lot of artwork for the schools that they still have in their collection, which is really wonderful. He left a great legacy for the Cedar Rapids Community Schools. Uh, and then he moved on from there to the University of Iowa. How'd that happen? Yeah, um, so he stopped teaching um, in 24 uh, when Turner uh, of Turner Mortuary offered him um, to live in this hayloft that he didn't have to pay rent for. And so Grant Wood figured that, that way, if he wasn't paying rent, then he could probably support himself and would be able to paint all the time. Um, so he moved into what, what became known as Five Turner Alley, and that's where he painted all the best paintings of his career. You know, that's where American Gothic, Woman with Plants, Young Horn, Daughters of the American Revolution, they were all painted at Five Turner Alley. Um, and then the University of Iowa asked if he wanted to come and teach there. Uh, so he starts teaching at the university. Uh, and in 1934, he was appointed director of the Public Works of Art Projects in Iowa. Uh, so in 1935, he starts teaching at the University of Iowa, and that was an affiliation that continued until his death in 1942. Uh, yeah, so he worked, he taught throughout his life, really. He started out doing junior high, middle school things, and then started, ended up working with university students. So... Um and he actually was was pretty famous as a university teacher, isn't don't they isn't there like a method of teaching art even named after uh the system he set up at the university? Yeah, he was he was uh, a very interesting university figure. Unfortunately his time at the university is always overshadowed by the uh personal conflicts that he had with the other staff. Um Lester Longman and Horst Jansen were very um, modernist and European focusing, and so they thought Grant Wood was a little bit backward. Um, and Grant Wood was allegedly, you know, horrified by all these modernists. And uh, he once accused a professor who took students to see a Picasso exhibit of, you know, trying to turn their minds and shake their morals. So he was very, uh, very set in his ways, as were the others. So, uh, yeah, he was, he had success at the University of Iowa, but unfortunately that time there is always kind of skewed by that <laughs> just sort of doctrinal disagreement between him and other people. Yeah, I, I think probably the university thinks a lot better of him now than they did when he was actually working there. <laughs> uh, they, yes, they certainly do. They're, uh, they are very, very fond of Grant Wood these days. So another thing that uh, Grant Wood's known for around here is the Stone City Artist Colony. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's another thing that Marvin Cohn was kind of involved in as well, um, al along with Adrian Dornbush and some other artists. But um, kind of in the spirit of European art colonies, where all of these artists would get together and you know, have their own space and create and feed off of each other, you know, and have like these mentor-mentee relationships. Um, Grant Wood was part of a group of artists that decided that that was, you know, as 
kind of correlating with his fact that he thought that Iowa was perfectly um, a really good subject for art. He thought, you know, that's something that we can also have in Iowa. Um, and the colony gathered on the John A. Green estate in Stone City, Iowa, during the summers of 1932 and 1933. Um, and it was meant to be an alternative to more established art colonies um, like Woodstock and in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, and it gave Midwest artists easy access to the site for residency. Um, so, again, it it's really those, looking to – what? And it had those interesting wagons. Yes, they had these fantastic ice wagons that the artists decorated, and they looked like circus wagons. They were really fantastic. Um, in the exhibition, I was looking for some pictures of Grant Wood and Marvin Cohn, and I found a really spectacular old photograph of that Grant Wood took of Marvin Cohn on one of those wagons at Stone City. Okay, so the colony went on a few years, but it kind of then... Um, well, slowly kind of disbanded, uh, and he mm-hmm. continued and he continued on working uh, at the university. He had a very famous house in Iowa City with a clock painted on the front door. Um, <laughs> oh, that was actually Five Turner Alley. Oh, was it where the clock was? Yeah, yeah, where he has the clock that says like taking a bath or having a party or something like that. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we okay. actually that's we actually have that door, the original door in our collection, and we have a reproduction um, that we made that's actually at the studio, so people mm-hmm. can see it. But yeah, it was um, the door was actually made from a coffin lid because he was um, living at a mortuary. But yeah, he painted <laughs> this really beautiful, um, fanciful clock on it that he could twist the the hands around to, so people would know where he was. And they said, you know, he was taking a bath or he was having a party or he was out or he was busy painting. And unfortunately, he uh, did die fairly young, um, and uh, which you mentioned a little bit before. But I wanted to, before we spin into the last little bit here, I wanted to take just a minute and tell people if they're interested in Grant Wood because of, uh, well, this or just because he's an interesting person in general, where can people find Grant Wood connections around Iowa? Let's start out just talking about your museum's uh, selection. Oh, absolutely. Um, we have the largest collection of Grant Wood in the world. We have um, 298 Grant Wood pieces in our collection. Um, so that's fantastic. We have great archives on him. We own the Grant Wood studio at what is going to be the new History Center location. Uh, so that's wonderful. But like I said, Grant Wood gave really generously to the Cedar Rapids Community School District. So like Washington High School has some really beautiful Grant Woods that they keep um, in a little exhibition space. Um, Grant Wood Schools, McKinley Schools, they all have real Grant Wood works in their, in their collections. Um, Coe College has some wonderful works. Um, so just even around Cedar Rapids, and of course the beautiful stained glass window that he did in the Vets Memorial Building. Um, so just Cedar Rapids is such a wealth of Grant Wood, has such a wealth of Grant Wood works that it's really amazing what you can just see by going around town. And the Five Turner Alley, um, Five Turner Alley Studio that is now set up like it was when he was there, correct? Yeah, it's it's a work in progress. We're working on we worked on restoring the building and just kind of getting it standing and secure. 
Um, so yeah, we are we're working on restoring the upstairs, and every now and again, you know, we'll we'll do a little sweep through antique stores to see if we can find, um, based on photographs that we have from when Grant Wood lived there, um, if we can find artifacts similar to the ones that were in there. Um, the goal is, of course, eventually to have it look like he just stepped out for a moment <laughs> and is going to pop right back in. Um, but it's a fantastic space, and we're excited uh, excited to have it. Can people tour it now or just at special times? Um, this is a little bit of our lean time about the studio. Um, but, yeah, it's open. Pardon me while I get it. Um, it's open on the weekends from noon to 4. Okay. And you and while your art museum does have, you know, a very substantial collection, there are other collections around eastern Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Figgy in Davenport in the Quad Cities has a really excellent collection of Grant Woods. Um, Grant Woods' sister Nan was very associated with them when they when they were the Davenport Museum of Art, and so they have a really a lovely collection as well. The University of Iowa has a couple of really lovely pieces of his plaid sweater, which is a personal favorite of mine, so that's wonderful. Um, but yeah, there's there are a lot of different places around the area that have Grant Woods. And uh, if you uh, enjoy that Stone City picture, you can go and see uh, Stone City, and they have a nice little restaurant there. You can see the the Solon Public Library sells prints of the uh, road crossroads that was taken right outside of town. Oh, yeah, of course. There's also lovely little things uh, to look up and see, you know, right where he painted them. Uh, We mentioned the uh, Gothic window house over in Eldon. Oh, yeah, in Eldon, Iowa. Yeah, and they they do some really interesting programming at the American Gothic House. They're very, you know, excited about their Grant Wood connection, and so they do some fun things there. Oh, and there is a they have painted a building to look like that in Stone City, but that is not the real one. If you see that, no, you not be no. all excited. Uh, I know. But I mean, it's it's a good location for something like that. So yeah. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, and then there's a former one-room school building uh, near Anamosa. I think that was where he used to go to school. That's the museum now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I drive by that whenever I vis- go to visit my parents. But, yes, that is another really um, really beautiful little Grant Wood monument in eastern Iowa. And uh, he's also buried near Anamosa. When, when I was doing my report on Grant Wood in junior high, we had to drive out and find his grave <laughs> to get a picture taken of me by it. And, <laughs> and uh, the Iowa travel people have a Grant Wood trail around uh, that you can go on the uh, travel website, and it'll give you little maps about where to go oh, every I need place. I to go on to that. I haven't Wood. done that yet. That's uh, perfect. But, yeah, it really is. You go see these little signs. It's a Grant Wood trail. <laughs> uh, and uh, that brings us kind of back around to why we were specifically having you on the show today was because of your exhibit. So would you like, and then the events coming up that are part of it, would you like to give us a few more details on those? Yeah, I would love to. Um, like I said, the exhibition um, officially opens tomorrow evening here at the museum. Um, and it goes through May 15th. And it is both Grant Wood and Marvin Cohn, Barnes Farms, and America's Heartland. So it's really celebrating the imagery um, that Grant Wood and Marvin Cohn were best known for. Um, so we have 
paintings and drawings and prints from throughout both of their careers, kind of contrasting the artists with each other and kind of displaying how they portrayed really similar themes in in different ways. Um, Because the artists were so close. You know, they grew up together as boys. They went to high school together. They went to Europe together. Um, And in many ways, their careers parallel each other's. I always think it would have been interesting to know um, how Grant Wood's career and artistic style would have evolved had he not died so unfortunately young. Um, But it's a really wonderful exhibition that allows both these artists, who are both celebrating their 125th birthdays this year, uh, to really shine. And I'm happy that we can celebrate the imagery that really, um, that I feel like they would appreciate, that really celebrates the Cedar Rapids area and the people. Uh, so that opens at the Cedar Rapids Museum tomorrow, and we're very excited about it. So is that just mainly the artwork, or will you have some photographs and things like that in there of their belonging to them as well? Because I know you have things like that in your collection. Oh, sure. This is mainly focused on the artwork. It's um, very painting-heavy, prints and drawings, as I said. Um, but, yeah, mostly, mostly the artwork, just so people can compare from a stylistic perspective. Um, Of course, if anyone has any questions, they can always send us emails or ask us in the galleries, and we're happy to dig stuff up. And uh, you're going to have an event, I think, later this month. Is that right? Uh, We're doing a couple of different uh, programming events for the Grant Wood. We're doing a family fun day on the 13th, which is going to celebrate um, all of our new exhibitions. But we're pretty much focusing on Grant Wood, as he is our local boy made good. Um, yes, that is, sorry, I'm just getting my dates right. That is going to happen on February 13th. Um, so we're celebrating, which is Grant Wood's actual birthday. So that's really perfect for us. Um, so that's free for families to come in and enjoy his works and there'll be art projects and all sorts of games to play. Um, so that's happening on the 13th. Uh, we have a couple of different pajama story times, which is a program that we do in the museum. Um, so those are scheduled throughout the month as well. Uh, we're going to have at least one speaker. I got Professor Joni Kinsey from the University of Iowa to come and give oh, a talk really? about yeah, where Grant Wood fits in um, with regionalism overall. She's teaching a yeah. seminar on regionalism, and so she's going to come and give a talk here on April 7th. Um, well, I will have to put that on my calendar. Joni's when I, I know Joni. She's great. Yeah, okay. she's wonderful, and she's a fantastic speaker, so that's absolutely fabulous. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, we're we're excited about getting more programming going. And if someone wants to visit the museum, what are your hours overall? We are open Tuesday through Friday from noon to four. Uh, Thursdays we're open from noon to eight, and Saturday it's ten to four, and Sunday noon to four. And um, how much does it cost to tour? Um, adults are seven dollars. Seniors are six dollars. Children um, six to eighteen are three, and under five is free. And, and of course, have... it's always free for members. Oh. And do you have advice about parking for those of you who haven't been to this? It's uh, the art museum is in a beautiful old Carnegie Library building downtown that narrowly missed the big old flood. So yes. Thank goodness. Um, We are actually incredibly lucky because we have a really large free parking lot that you can get to um, from the Second Avenue side of our building. So parking is not an issue for us. Okay. Well, I think that is about uh, using up all of our time. 
Thank you, Kate, for coming on today and talking to us about Grant Wood. And um, was there anything else you wanted to make sure you got in? Uh, No, thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And thank you to everybody who tuned in. And remember, next time is going to be on February 7th at 2 p.m. Central Time. We're going to be doing our Laura Ingalls Wilder birthday party. And until then, be sure to brighten the corner where you are. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.